there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that was uh, a f- wanking uh, your dick. Oh. Yeah, your wank. Uh, that was uh, the last ever Price of Shite. <coughs> Eli won it, fair and square. Oh. A nice way to end this very last episode. Very good. And it was a very cheap items there, Paul. The, yeah. the most expensive was only £700 billion. Pounds. What, a, what, a, what a bargain that was. Pocket change. Absolute bargain that was. That was well done. Absolutely. Well, it's at the time of the show now we've got to say goodbye. Oh, WWW. No, 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 we're closing it all down, mate. We don't need to. Eli Snoyd, Eli. No, we don't do Twitter. Yes. We haven't done Twitter in 30 years. Don't what do what's it. Twitter? What do they do now? No, the they just ball. Mind Void, innit? Mind Void. You upload your sentiments to Mind Void and it just gets neuro passed to every uh, downloadable Quinlan. <laughs> it's the future, Eli. Lay the land of the lay land, land, land of the law. Thank you. Anyway, thank you very much. It's the last ever cheap shot, Paul. Last ever cheap shot, mate. It's been four years, but how long? Four years. Forty years. Anyway, it, it, we just wanted to say thank you for supporting us for fifty odd years. Yeah, it's been a ride, <coughs> and uh, we we can't do it in the no. We've got we can't do it in the home, the robot care uh, home. We're both we? we're both scheduled for uh, death next week. Oh, the, the every year they cull. People over a certain age, and it's high time. Oh, so it's a bit like Logan's Run, it's is it? A bit like Logan's Run. That was what I was inferring. You're not uh, sounding very old anymore. Shut up. <laughs> so, thank you for <laughs> listening. But it's time. To, he's lost it. Oh, the it. wee wee's coming. He's, he's lost it, Paul. I've lost control of my bladder because I'm an old man, Paul. Yeah, well, let's, let's, right. let's just say goodbye. All you cheapskates who've listened. No, stop it. We don't do that no more. Right. I love you. Wanking. Uh, goodbye. Thank you for listening to Cheap Show. <coughs> <coughs> goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my. <sighs> Oh, nothing relieves the existential ennui of being trapped in a bunker that's floating outside of time space, quite like an episode of Cheap Show. Ah, by the chemistry between Paul Gannon and Eli Silverman, the frank discussions about bodily fluids and austerity. Well, I almost can't imagine what I'd do without their... Oh, wait a minute. What did they say? Something about this being their final transmission? No, that can't be so. Ashley, rewind the tape and replay that last bit. Will do, Doctor. A nice way to end this... Very last episode. Very good. Gads, this cannot be. Ashley, enhance 150%. Incoming. Oh. A nice way to end this very last episode. Very last episode. Very last, very last, very last episode. Very good. Now reverse. Oh no, this is much worse than I thought. I know what I must do. I must hunt down and find another Timeline's cheap show at all costs! Ashley, please notify me when you find a match for- Oh, that was quick. Ashley, please play this sweet, sweet episode of Parallel Universe Cheap Show! You've lost weight. (laughs) (laughs) Is that sincere? Yeah. You're looking healthy. I don't think I have lost weight. You do, you look good. Well, that's very strange. I've cut, I had my hair cut. Yeah? Yeah. Which one? Hey! hey! That's good, isn't it? I did a joke.
Yeah, well, maybe it was the my head looks thinner. That's it. Your head looks thinner, and it's made your body go out of whack visually. <laughs> it's all gone wrong. There's a glitch in the matrix. Anyway, I'll do the intro, shall I? I shall do the intro if you really want to. Yes, as always. <coughs> Hello, welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast with me, Paul Gannon, and my co-host, Mister Biffo. Oh, it's where we go through the power lines, the bargain bins, and the get get it out. Pardon? <laughs> this is going to be carry on, isn't it, today? Yeah. A little bit well, rude. A bit of a, a bit, bit, bit of what I say, Powerlands, bargain bins, charity shops. That's him. I've, That's we've what they called. We've only been doing this for 20 years. I know, I know. Feel, feels like yesterday it since we began. feels like yesterday. Yesterday. All my troubles. Well, how's it go next? There seemed so How do you not know far... the next line of that song? No, I've dried up. Yesterday, all our troubles seem so far away. And now it feels like they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Yeah. I don't think they're the lyrics. I should say, I believe in uh, the Loch Ness Monster. The only I believe I know is the one by uh, those two guys from Soldier Soldier. They did a song called that. I believe for every drop of rain that falls. What about? A flower, I'm singing. A flower <laughs> grows. I believe that every time a tortoise cries, I blow my nose. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I don't know what, what? I'm fucking doing. <laughs> what about the share song? Uh, I believe in love. I believe in love. love. <laughs> Any more I believe? Orville? No, we don't talk Orville. No, no, sorry. Do you know what? I got confused. It was um, wasn't it was R. Kelly that did "I Believe I Can Fly," wasn't it? Not Orville. Yes, it was. <laughs> I didn't know your Kelly did that. <laughs> was that R. Kelly? No, it's your Kelly. You know, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to Cheap Show. I hate you and your digi posse. I turned around and Michael McIntyre was looking right at it. Gannon's Golden Games. Biffo's Bibliography. Welcome to Cheap Show. Clicky click. Right, clicks help me recognise visually on the timeline where I put the theme tune. Our lovely theme tune. Mm. That's what the clicking's for. Some people have asked me, I hear clicking every now and then. And I go, yeah, that's the thing for the thing, and I should have edited it out. What what I was impressed with that you, is that you did your clicking with your with your pelvis. Yeah, I'm at that age now. <laughs> well, that's not even a joke anymore. I got me back problems and everything. Oh, no, but at least it's not a slip disc, eh? It's not a slip disc, then, eh? Yeah. Oh, right. There's winky news. <gasps> winky news. I'm gonna get, make it. I'm gonna make it brief because we're still in the process of putting it all together. But apparently. We've been. Someone reached out to the website via email and said, "I'm the woman who got married on the billboard. Do you want what? more details?" That's insane. I know that happened to me once. With do you remember Castaway 2000, the TV show? Yeah, where it was uh, Ben Fogel, where he was um, first discovered. Was he discovered? <laughs> living on that? On, yeah, he was living on an island. <laughs> it, was, it was like he thought the Vietnam War was still going on. <laughs> yeah, he was like that Japanese guy who still thought the war was going on in 1973. Yeah, but I wrote an article about that years ago um, on a website that I had at the time, and uh, one of the women from it contacted me about the. Yeah. Thing. Anyway, I've, I've preempted and um, ruined your winky news. 
that was it. No, that was it. Okay. I don't want to go too far at this point because I think she's obviously listening. And uh, I want to make sure that the information is correct. So it's an exciting development. It I is. will say I that. I wasn't expecting that. This I know. When twist. We, when we first did, we just, when we first discovered Winky, you and I together. Yeah, I that, remember that. that warm winter <laughs> eve. <laughs> that commonly warm winter's eve where you and I discovered Winky. Winky. Uh, things, Bundled up. You know, things change forever. Wooden igloo. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Sounds like one. <laughs> oh, well, brown igloo. Yeah. Oh, I went round to her place. Yeah, what happened? I gave her a wooden igloo. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It sounds filthy. <laughs> oh, my igloo's gone all woody. Oh, he has. My, oh, I've, I should have uh, got splinters. I couldn't make that work. <laughs> nah, couldn't make that, that work. Was, yeah, I didn't try. Right, so on the cheap show today, the Economy Comedy Podcast for your ears, we're um, doing a few lovely familiar games. Mm. Obviously, Ganon's Golden Games is back. Love it. But I'm looking forward to another one of your editions of uh, Biffo's Bibliography. Yeah, I've got a couple of gems for you this week. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to give us a little tease? Well, one of them, the title is How to Goodbye Depression. How, that's not even a sentence. How to say goodbye to depression no, would no. make more sense. How to Goodbye Depression by Horoyuki Nishigaki. That's easy, almost for you to say. Do you want? Do you want the uh, sort of subtitle yeah. of the book? It is if you constrict anus one hundred times every day. <laughs> yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Malarkey? Question mark or effective way? Oh, I see. So it's basically saying, can retracting your arsehole help with depression, yeah. or is it absolute heffalumps? Yeah. So we're going to find out. I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And I've got a very, very special uh, Ganon's Golden Games that we're not going to play, but we are going to talk about in depth because uh, it's too visual and uh, it's fucking complicated. Can we not? Can we not paint a picture for the people with with our words? Yeah, that is the art of podcasting, isn't it? Yeah, good point. Yeah, it well, is. You, you'd think I'd know that after being You'd think been you'd know after so all these years working with me, your good old pal <laughs> Paul Michael Gannon. Here's a question. Okay. Mr. Biffo, yeah. does Mr. Biffo have a first name? No. No, well, it was just from Biffo the Bear. You know, from oh, you the dandy. Creatively bankrupt oaf. Oh, it wasn't meant to be a thing. It was meant to be, you know, and someone asked me, oh, what's your, what's your name? And it was like, oh, good, Mr. Biffo. So you Kaiser Soze'd it. Yeah. <laughs> you just went, that thing. That, there. So, yeah, right, no. Oh, I just wondered so, if it was like Mr. Mr. Stephen Biffo or uh, Mr. Was, Alan Biffo. I was going to ask you to suggest something, but if your suggestions are that, Awful. Bankrupt. Uh, Creatively. Hercules. I thought you were going to say herpes. Herpes Biffo. <laughs> herpes Biffo. Again, Actually, sounds cancel like a... that. That's going to ca- catch on. No, that, was, that sounds like a euphemism as well. <laughs> Odin. Yeah. Oh, she's got a horrible case of... <laughs> Hercules Biffo. <laughs> it does sound like a Latin name it for does. medical. I'm sorry. You've got three weeks to live. You've got Hercules Biffo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, that's what's coming up on the show today. Let's get going, shall we? Go on. You got a choice. A choice of two this week. I'll take her. Well, <laughs> send the other one away. <laughs> Get out, wench. Uh, so you can either have, well, goodbye depression, how to goodbye depression yeah. to be uh, exact, or you mm-hmm. can have a book um, entitled Granny Fanny. The problem is, I'm obviously going to pick <laughs> Granny Fanny, aren't I? I'm going to pick <laughs> Granny Fanny. We can do, we can we, we can, can do dip both. In, dip into both. Let's start with how to goodbye right. depression, we'll since we uh, toyed with that at the start. Before, before dipping into, hang on, what's your jingle? Do oh, you jingle? Do, you, do you jingle? Oh, it's it's Biffo's bibliography. Yeah, I like the death breath at the end. <laughs> <It's my> death <laughs> it's like rattle. someone's last <laughs> request before. 
love. It's nice, uh, that. So, this book... Yeah. Uh, it, it, it portrays uh, a novel method for beating depression and other issues, such mm-hmm. as sexual impotency, okay. um, by constricting your anus 100 times a day. Yeah, you leave that book here before you go. <laughs> you don't need the book. <laughs> I'm doing it as we speak. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, so, uh, it, it, it's, it makes no sense. But what I mean by that, yeah. not only does the, the method make no sense... The way the book is laid out literally makes no sense. <laughs> okay, uh, he appears to have started his theory yeah. on a, on a news group, depression and depression news group. So he's gone onto uh, a website. Well, no, a news group. That's a thing. Do you not know what news groups are? No. For the love of God, you've been on the internet before. Yeah, but you know where I go. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, should be plenty of those. It's nude news groups group. I go to. <laughs> in the days before forums and Reddit and yeah. things like that, you had news groups called things like alt dot depression and. Oh, okay, all right, fine, all right, good. So this is just so, like, 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 so it's yeah, so it's like a forum. Then people go on, they talk. But yeah, about basically, shit. they were like a forum. You should have said know. forum, then shouldn't you? News group the with point. your fancy fucking words. Just because you're in the media. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> they don't want me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so he he began yeah. by posting in this depression news group <laughs> uh, yeah. about his theory about constricting anus 100 times. Now, he has cut and pasted his exchanges on this news Brilliant. group at points throughout the book. So huge swathes of this book, as well as kind of there being chapters where he explains the theory about, yeah. you know, constricting 100 times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's full of people taking the piss out of him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, it's, and it's put in the book without any context or without any warning. There's no flow to it. Just at points, you get these uh, these exchanges. I just can't believe it. Because it's one of these things where it's like, if you were on a forum and then someone posts, I know how to beat depression, clench your eyes 100 times, <laughs> wink, you think, oh, here's another fucking troll going at it. You wouldn't think he's this guy trying to write a book about it. Well, there's there's... People in there kind of sort of saying, yeah, this might not be the best place for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a serious news group. But then they, because re- he doesn't let it go. So they, uh, you know, he, he just keeps oh. keeps his theory sort of banging away at it. And then then he gets particularly angry and he starts. <laughs> gets angry. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's angry, but he, he gets quite passionate about it. And he, he says he's going to start um, a club called the Anus 100 Club. <laughs> I got a leaflet about that the other day. Now it makes sense. Let me see if I can find it. Where's he, where's he going? And also, if I got a leaflet saying, do you want to join the Anus 100 Club? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm fucking joining it. So, uh, Not without a copious amount of lip balm. <laughs> okay, so here is, yeah. right, here's a thing. Okay. Here's a thing in the book. There are points where, <laughs> it's this is quite difficult to read out, mm. um, where he says, he can make something three times in succession without drawing out. However, when he refers to this, and he refers to it throughout the book, yeah. it's just two asterisks. And it's on the back of the book as well. Furthermore, he can make two asterisks three times in succession without drawing out. What does that... <laughs> to, right. What does any of it, any that, of it mean? to me, suggests sex technique. The idea well, of, you know, he can do three <laughs> pumps. Well, maybe it is that. Maybe... You can do three thrusts. Three, maybe the asterisks are meant to look like an anus, but is which there I no do. part of the book that says, "Here's what the asterisks mean." Well, to be honest, I haven't gone that far into it. That's fine. And there's a lot of people. I don't blame you. There's to be people honest. asking him what it means, but then you get uh, 
you know, people in there, I'm so glad I didn't have coffee in my mouth when I read this. <laughs> Roll on the floor laughing my arse off. <laughs> he's just like in there. I don't think he's read what people have said to him. He's, he, but he's made a book out of basically copying and texting. Well, it. no, there are there are whole sections such as, okay, here you go. There's, um, there's whole chapters where he uh, does go on about it. For instance, here you go. He talks quite a lot about having diarrhea. Um, Great. So for instance, this he was talking about one time he was on a plane flying <laughs> over the Arctic Circle and... When a big explosion occurred within abdomen one and a half years ago, I felt dizzy and could not stand up for a while. Your ab- ab- <laughs> abdomen <laughs> may begin to shoot out a big blank upward through the top of your head. What? And a big vortex of your energy may begin to whirl automatically within your head, chest, abdomen or legs. What's he fucking talking about? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that this is an unhappy guy who's fixated with his arsehole. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's it. Um, but he, he says it can... Um, yeah, you know, it can improve your sex life mm-hmm. by constricting anus. Now, that's apparently true, though, isn't it? They is say it? that when they have a sex techniques, like if you clench your arsehole during sex, it helps prolong ejaculation or it helps keep the wolf from the door, so to speak. So to speak, ladies. So, you know, if you're listening and you are a three-pump chump, then by all <laughs> means, clench your arsehole, clench it, because that helps. I, I, I'm doing it now. With me. Oh, actually, go on, I'm doing it. There you go. Let's all do it together. Oh, it does feel quite nice. It's lovely. It's that, It's like almost like that sense you get when you go over a bridge too fast in a car. And shit yourself. No. <laughs> so I'm never I'm getting in a car with you. Yeah, he's, he's talking about old black solid excrement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry, that was the bit I was reading at that point. So is, anyway. does he basically say then that, from what you've read, to deal with depression... For, means you have to concentrate on your arsehole's health. It's your arsehole and your navel. You should, your navel? Yeah, you should somehow constrict both a hundred times a day. How do you constrict your navel? Well, a bit like that. Well, that's, that's your belly though, isn't it? It's like you're tensing your belly muscles. And these days it gets harder to bring that back. <laughs> I haven't seen my navel in years. It's like, a, it's like pulling a huge heavy duvet down the bottom of the bed. It's just... <laughs> Oh god! Yes, mine's hidden in the rolls. Yeah, mm, my, my like that Adele song, "Hidden in the Rolls." <laughs> Is that the song? I don't know. So that's uh, there. You go. If anyone would like to buy that, "How to Goodbye Depression." Can I have a quick look at it? I just, I'm very keen. Is this like self-published? Like, it, well, I'm assuming so. It didn't. It came quite quickly when I ordered it. Our universe. Oh, well, he came quite quickly because you ordered it. Hey all, thank you very much. I think constricting anus 100 times and denting navel 100 times in succession every day is effective to goodbye depression and take back youth. So you can do it at a boring meeting. Oh, God. At a boring... You're at a meeting. <laughs> Not any other type of meeting. Oh, You're all right, there. I'm having a whale of a time. What the, what's the deficit this year? Oh. It's basically, you need that face that babies do when they're having a poo. <laughs> you know that when they got yeah. a thousand yard stare the thousand yard baby shit stare that sounds uh, horrible uh, I've known a 70 year old man who has practiced practiced it for 20 years as a adult he has a good complexion and has grown 20 years younger his eyes sparkle he's full of vigour happiness and joy he's neither complained nor born a born a grudge yeah <laughs> under any circumstance furthermore he can make asterisks asterisks three times in its succession without drawing out in addition, he, can all, he, he also can have burned a strong, beautiful fire within his abdomen. It can burn out the sticky dirtiness of his body. <laughs> Release the 
immaterial fibre out all third attention, which has been confined to this stickiness. Then he can shoot out his immaterial fibre or third attention to an object, concentrate on it, and attain happy, lucky feeling through the succession of concentration. If you don't know that concentration can give you a particular pleasure, your life looks like a hell. <laughs> Isn't that true? God bless Google Translate. <laughs> He's a graduate of Osaka City University in 1963, lives in Japan, employed by the Kyoto News Agency until 1976, author of three books in in Japanese, including How to Attain Silent Knowledge. (laughs) Silent Knowledge? What is that? And the author of one book of uh, Unveiled Hidden Phoenix. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. But bless him. He's He's, he's he's had a go, hasn't he? As my mum would say... God loves a trier. Well, this is the trouble with the with the book is that there's no context for anything. It's just a, it's just a stream of consciousness which occasionally mentions black sticky excrement. <laughs> <laughs> well, with you know what, great find. I love that. What else have you got? Give me well, more. Well, here we go. Granny Fanny. Granny Gran- Fanny. Granny Fanny, which is a book uh, in a, a series of elderly sex novels by a lady called Sally Hollister who. <laughs> It's, I don't know why that amused me. <laughs> That's a funny name, it's isn't it? Sally, Sally Hollister. There's lots of blah, 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 isn't it? Uh, and she she specialises exclusively in sex books uh, or sex stories about elderly people. I mean, they have they, they need love too. Well, yeah, I'm not knocking it, but... You should try it first. You should I give mean, it a go Don't knock first. it till you've tried it. There's nothing I love more than watching two mounds of leathery white flesh go at it <laughs> in a hospital bed filmed by an orderly. A salt and pepper mound of pubic <laughs> thrusting. Oh. So, like watching two hairless cats fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> to the point. But they need love. They all need love. A couple of leathery flip flops being <laughs> bashed in the wind. Oh, maybe. Uh, no. Oh, well, that was that too far. It's all slappy, isn't it? It's like. Yeah, I like uh, it. Do you ever wonder what sex is going to be like when you're old? If I have any when I'm that age, I'll take whatever I can get. Well, they do do it, some of them, don't they? Yeah, no, some of them get quite randy. And the Viagra now. But isn't it all kind of a bit, like, I don't know, sandpapery? Depends what you've done with it. <laughs> what, what Why is your penis sandpapery? <laughs> I was more thinking that... Oh, well, yeah. no, there's lubricants. And, you know, even if you can't afford Viagra, maybe make a splint out of two Magnum Ice Lolly sticks. <laughs> Elastic band. A couple of Frankfurters. Yeah, that's all you need. She won't know. Why have you got three cocks? He gives her a, a big sausage and she gives him a cold, wet chicken. Oh, man. It no, saves them, saves, saves them, saves them <laughs> getting up. They just exchange a dry, overcooked <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Chipolata being pushed up oh, a dry, overcooked chicken. Dirty, dirty men. We could write one of these books we quite could. easily. It's easy. Yeah. It's just, it's just like any porn, but you make it more sad. <laughs> <laughs> just, just putting a lot of death rattles. Yeah. Just like it's like having two two xylophones wrapped in carcass meat, <laughs> <laughs> rattling on. Right, go on. Well, you want me to read a bit out? So this I is do. this is the start of. Um, I'm now, gonna... is this book for free? Can you get what is it? It's free if you've got Amazon Unlimited. Okay, so I uh, presume you have. No, oh. I paid money for this. One pound eleven. You know, there's a certain kind of a uh, secrecy to buying things online. You don't have to walk in and go to a bookshop well, and buy a book called Granny Fanny. Granny Fanny, 
and then go, I would like this book. You know, you can just get it online. That's a great yeah. thing. It's about, then for the rest of eternity, I'm now going to be recommended granny porn. Well, <laughs> let's just say it's a kink you might want to investigate. Well, yeah, sooner or later. Right, so here, here we have the, the beginning of this. Yeah. I thought that... I, <laughs> I haven't even begun. I don't know, I'm tensing up. I thought my days of sexual activity were over when I became a grandmother. Oh, but nothing could have been further from the truth. I've had a look at a few of her books, and they basically all start the same way. Oh, there's a longing there. <laughs> there's a transference of emotion going on. In fact, my new status seemed to make me even more desirable to men. A fact my husband, Frank... <laughs> That's all you need to know. Don't need to know his job. How he looks after me is Frank. Frank noticed. Oh. That young chap next door looks like he'd be more than happy to rip the knickers off you, Ruby. Oh, so her name's Ruby then. <laughs> there you go. I like finding out the characters as we go. Who, what, have you ever... Okay, don't take this too personally, but you would be appalled if your wife turned around to you and said, wouldn't you like to look, rip the knickers off the girl next yeah, door? You'd be like, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. No. No. Anyway, I'm going to... Especially if she's like 60. <laughs> I will skip on because the rest of this, the, the next two pages are just discussing about ripping off of the knickers okay so they're going into the delicate so uh, knicker ripping. yeah anyway so we um we skip down a bit and ruby writes when i bought my washing in i glanced up at next door's window and sure enough there was paul that's the neighbor oh i can put myself in this story yeah. now right i'm in there was paul staring at me intently oh. and that got me wet in the undies let me tell you <laughs> This is a British. This is a British written porn thing. Wet in the undies. No, it's such a British way of. It's not right. sexy, is it? All right, darling, you like it, don't you? You like it up there, don't you? You're a bit wet in the undies. You like it in the underpants department, don't you, darling? In the underpants department. <laughs> Pop the pink, not the brown, love. <laughs> so we'll we'll skip on a bit because uh, this is all. Well, you know, this is all scene setting. So we'll get to the good. It's stuff. important for romance. You don't just push a person into bed and say, hey, Art, skipping all the fucking setup. So here we go. Well, yeah, I know. Well, we'll, 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 trust me. Fine. It's just, it's just Send discussing... me the link. <laughs> don't you worry, I will. <laughs> so here we have, here we have now a, a conversation with uh, Ruby, Frank. Veronica's now been brought into this. Who, Who's Veronica? I, I think Veronica's Paul's wife. Wife. Oh, partner Veronica. Of some sort. Uh, and this is, this is Ruby. Um, giving Veronica some ad- advice oh. because I think uh, she's not satisfying Paul in I bed think, yeah well Veronica I think their sex life is oh. it says here tapering off <laughs> great <laughs> we've all tapered off yeah my, mine does at the end <laughs> <laughs> like the world's saddest windsock Veronica wants to know whether Ruby still has sex alright okay basically. fine bit personal I would so, never ask my neighbour that but it, go on it, I was surprised at the intimate nature, nature of the question but put it down to the openness of youth well, I don't get it as much as I used to, I admitted with a laugh. The libido decreases with age, but if a couple still love each other, they'll make an effort to show it. Oh, uh, oh God. All right, stop <laughs> touching yourself. <laughs> He's touching his special part. The doctor's got me an- on antibiotics, but I'm not allowed to have sex till it clears up. Sexy talk. <laughs> this is just awful. Oh dear, this that was Veronica speaking yeah, okay. there, by the way. So this is Ruby. Oh dear, that's not so good. Still, there are other ways a girl can satisfy her husband. Right. That was Ruby. Okay. And Veronica replies, oh, I've been giving him hand jobs and blowjobs constantly. Oh. But I don't think they're doing the trick. 
Does he come in your hand or your mouth? <laughs> then it's doing the trick. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So here we go. Here comes, here comes the good stuff. Right, here we go. Ruby says, Yeah. Wish I could help. <sighs> to which Veronica replies, Perhaps you could, if it doesn't sound too absurd. <sighs> Paul's always had a thing for older women, so if you could lend me a pair of your knickers for me to wank him off with. <laughs> <laughs> sure he'd enjoy that i don't know about that i don't know about yeah. having a bunch of fucking tenor ladies <laughs> appropriate kind of gray be, knickers it's gonna be a big pair of old lady knickers isn't uh, it yeah and it'd be musty and it would smell like aloe vera <laughs> <laughs> liniment yeah it would smell like a collection of like boiled sweets and potpourri. Germaline. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> that antiseptic smell. There's not, there's no less sexier smell than germaline. Surely. Oh love, I couldn't find any sex lube, so I'm using Vicks tonight. <laughs> you like mentholiptus, don't you? You dirty bastard. Oh, makes it tingle. Oh, and <sighs> it helps you breathe when you're going down on me as well. <laughs> In fact, it's a great idea. So anyway, so it goes on. <laughs> Romantic. Ruby again. Yeah. My knickers have probably got some pubes in the gusset. Oh, for f- If that adds to the attraction for him. <laughs> it doesn't. You shave yourself like all the young girls these days, I assume. Well, hairy pussies are rather retro. <laughs> <laughs> There's a retro channel you don't get on YouTube, is there? <laughs> oh, uh... So it goes on it goes on for a while there with a conversation about whether to shave or not. Oh, God. Um, Paul complaining about the stubble scratching his cock, so she has to shave it off again. No one complains about that. <laughs> I've never complained about a stubbly part. Part. <laughs> Pubis. Pubis. That's a good word, isn't it? Yeah. What's a... No, you know what? I'm not going to make myself look stupid by asking a question. Well, go on. What's a... I can't even say it. Pubis. Pudendum? Pudendum? Pudendum. Pudendum. (laughs) And that's why men need sex lessons. Uh, Yeah, what is the pudendum? You're looking it up. Okay, Google. Pudendum. No, not addendum. No, not addendum. (laughs) Pudendum. Not addendum. Why can't you understand my P? Pudendum. Right, that's it. Fuck off. (laughs) The internet does not want me to know what a pedendum is. And now I don't want to know. No, we'll just uh, drop it in a conversation. And uh... one pedendum or two, darling, in your (laughs) tea. (laughs) (laughs) No, I need to know. Go on. Because I need to know whether you can put a pedendum in a cup of tea. All right. Well, you, you, I'll I'll do some research and you carry on with the saucy story. Oh, okay. You look it up. I need to know. I've lost, I've lost where I was now. Oh, so we've, I've moved on a bit here. This is uh, Ruby pleasuring Paul now. Pudendum. A person's <laughs> external genitals, especially a woman's. Oh, do you know? Yes, I remember now. Because do you remember that picture of a... Uh... So it's not a flower from a mum, then. <laughs> do you remember that Yeti picture? It's quite a famous picture of a Yeti. That uh, It's a photograph of it. The one of... walking through the woods and it's half... No, that, that... that's the video. There's, oh. um, there's one propped up with a stick. It's like this. Oh. It's quite famous that they claim they shot it. Shot Yeti? Yeah, shot a Yeti or a Bigfoot or something. And I remember, because I, I know these cryptozoologists. <laughs> God. <laughs> Between you and my ghost hunting friends, we have a right circle. Don't we just? Uh, and they described it to me because apparently the um, the hunter claimed that it was a male Yeti, because you could see its penis. 
And one of the monster hunters once told me uh, it was clearly not a male because you, you could see it had a distended pudendum. Right. So it's not, <laughs> it's not that picture, is it? That's <laughs> <laughs> my dad. <laughs> There's a picture here of Sasquatch images. Is it this one? Yeah, that's it's the that one. one. Yeah. It looks can like you, Gonzo without the beak. Yeah, can you see it's pedendum? I can see it's pedendum. Right. Sorry about the tangent. Now we can go back to fanny flaps or whatever it's called. <laughs> Granny flaps. Granny flaps. Oh, oh, dear Christ, I've come to the end of the book. That was short. Jesus. Well, we did skip all the salient information. Did, well, they, did she end up having sex with, with um Okay, so basically they appear to be having a lot of all sex. Right. Uh, blah, blah, I sucked blah, blah, blah. him and sucked him, adding yeah. to his pleasure by fondling his big hairy Ruby's balls. Ruby's giving it to Paul. This is Ruby giving it to Paul. Right. Um, oh, no, they do. Here we go. Um, she slipped. Oh. He, he was in me instantly. His big cock spreading my old fanny wife. <laughs> <laughs> there was no subtlety in it. No delicacy, just a young man desperate to spurt his lust into a woman. Spurt <sighs> his lust. What a great Phil Collins track. Oh, hang on. No, Veronica was involved as well. Oh, good. When Ruby climbed off him, she saw Veronica's pretty little head still busy bobbing up and down on Frank's cock. But, oh, no, Frank. Wait, hang was, on. Frank, that was a foursome. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. So they've done a swapsie. Yeah. Oh. Frank's cock, but he came soon thereafter too, and she swallowed his aged spunk with relish. Oh, God. <laughs> and the word relish doesn't fucking make it even better. <laughs> well, that was very nice, I said. <laughs> Just, what you say after a nice meal? Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It's like Christmas dinner. Well, that was nice. So here we go. Here we get, here's the ending. I thought it would be it. I thought it would end once Veronica's pussy was better. Remember, she was on antibiotics. Because that had been the deal. But But. it was she who insisted that we continue seeing each other. She wanted to give her pussy to Frank. It seemed as if she hadn't had a man that old. It didn't worry me, just as long as young Paul was obsessed with my granny Fanny. Don't want to be in this story anymore. (laughs) Wanted to keep giving it to me. (laughs) That's it. Jesus. I feel soiled. I feel wronged. Yeah, not as wronged as Veronica's fanny. Yeah, I'm bashed out of shape <laughs> by dirty old Frank's old hammer. <laughs> Frank's mallet. Oh, God. I do want to know. Oh, no, I don't want to know. Well, she's on Twitter. <laughs> the, the author is on Twitter if anyone would like to follow her. We got her, we? We've got to now. What's right. her name? Is it Sally... Sally Hennessy or <laughs> Silky Sally there she is right here follow Sally on Twitter Sally Hollister right here we go oh that's right oh, oh loading error oh hang on people Sally Erotica is her name Sally Erotica that's that's what she is on there right Erotic no so, sorts for Sally Erotica well maybe she's gone yeah it looks like she's not on there oh anymore. Sally Sally, come back. All is forgiven. <laughs> Sally, love. I, I want to read your next book, Senior Squirters. <laughs> well, actually, well, we can have a look at some of her other... Oh, okay. Her other entries, so to speak. Oh. <sighs> well, there's one called Debauchery, Old Carnal Chronicles, Sally's nice. Hot Reads 11. <laughs> <laughs> Erotica Ecstatica. Yeah. Oh, The Bumper Book of Bonking. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a British fucking title. <laughs> it's... Sorry, dear, but I got horny. (laughs) (laughs) It's all written by Alan Bennett. (laughs) Knobbed by the neighbour. Oh, great. Just another pizza girl. That looks like an old man with a young woman. Imperial leather lust. Mm -hmm. Success. That's in 
success. Yeah, got you know, it. You've got that senior source. Oh, senior, God, I don't want that. <laughs> senior sex fun, sex fun being hyphenated. Yeah. When the panties come down. <laughs> Geriatric pork. Oh, you're like this one. Backdoor is best. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Oh, born well, to watch Vicar's wife there you yeah, go you I get think, the idea I think this might be one of the grottiest segments we've done in a while and I <laughs> and I applaud you I applaud you well I know which side my bread's buttered oh god no no <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for one of our Shop Floor Fables, where we ask you to get in touch and uh, tell us a story about your experiences working maybe in a charity shop, but also any old shop. Any old shop. Any, 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 any Any old old shop. shop. Right. Here's one from a guy called James Dunn, who Uh, uh, I I haven't read the email yet, so there's a very good chance he says, please don't use my name, James Dunn, in which case (laughs) I'll be editing all this out. But if not, James Dunn, James Dunn, James Dunn. He needs to open a shop called Dunn and Dusted that, that sells vacuum cleaners. He could open up a public lavatory called Dunapoo. <laughs> if you go to Australia, you can just call himself Dunny. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You've got lots of ideas there, James. He's a successful banker or Co- something. Career advice. Uh, but based on this story, I don't think he does. Uh, dear Paul and Paul, I'll do my best to keep it concise. He doesn't. This is a really long fucking story, by the way, oh, James. Fucking hell, James. And it's not even in, like, big font. It's just a long story. But anyway, he's doing his best to keep it concise, which shows to me already there's a lot of moving pieces in this story. Sounds like it. Strap in. Consider me strapped. When I worked at Domino's as an in-store assistant, this means you do everything from make pizzas, scrubbing the shit out of toilets and washing the windows. That's great. All in one. Mm. One memory has stayed with me from this thankfully short experience. It was a quiet night in the middle of summer. Everyone was having barbecues and nobody seemed to be ordering in. It was a brilliant end to the weekend because it looked as if my manager and a couple of the girls who had worked there longest would send me home early. But this was not to be. A couple of pizzas came up on the electronic board. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Mm. Is that like the screen that comes in and just says... It's an electronic board. Yeah. It's a TV screen, isn't it? Yeah, that's another word for telly. Yeah, it comes up on the telly, James. It be like one of those ones that, you know, when you get big stations where the letters flip around. Hawaiian. Meat feast. (laughs) Vegetarian deluxe. Inverness. Don't care where you put it. (laughs) Hey! Really batting low today. Right. uh, A couple of pizzas came in on the telly. I'm changing his story. Made an order for delivery, so I stopped cleaning and hurried over to make them. Just when I was finishing up the first pizza, an intoxicated man with the brightest ginger hair you've ever seen stumbled through the doors and slumped over the counter. Oh, dear. This better be Ed Sheeran. <laughs> it's a story of Ed Sheeran. Let, you know what? No matter what happens, let's all imagine Ed Sheeran, <laughs> this person. This is Ed Sheeran's origin so, yeah. story. So Ed Sheeran, intoxicated, stumbles in and slumps over the counter. I am now changing the character to Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Sorry, James. I put the finishing pizza in one of our rotating ovens and walked to the counter to serve Ed Sheeran. I hasten to add, this was a store in the northeast of England, and us Geordies, though a friendly bunch, can be absolute raving cunts. <laughs> That's his words, not his ours. His words, not ours. Sorry, viewers. This guy, Ed Sheeran, looks like he's been hitting the white lightning a bit much and orders a plain pizza with light cheese. This is directed at me. Wait, in an with light cheese? Light cheese. Oh, I thought you said like light cheese. No. You know, it's like, my you... bad diction. Thanks for pointing <laughs> yeah. that out. We all know about your bad diction. Your love is like bad diction. <laughs> Sloppy. 
and limp. <laughs> Mumbles. <laughs> Flaccid. Okay, so he directed at me this order for light cheese with an almost incomprehensible slur. So Ed Sheeran's walked in. Light cheese. I want light cheese. (laughs) Unfortunately, the store had run out of light cheese, which I told to the man who looked at me like I'd just rubbed shit into his hands. Ed Sheeran shakes his head at me, calls me a prick, and just stands there shaking his head as if he received some really bad news. I sort of just tell him a sorry a couple of more times, not really knowing what to do before asking him if he's all right. You are right, Ed? You are right? <laughs> I was going to make a reference to one of his songs, and then I realised I don't know any no. of his music. Didn't you do a Bloodstream? I think that was one. I think. I, I, how's it go? <laughs> don't know. There's Bloodstream. <laughs> You're not in charge of jingles no more. Out of nowhere, the guy looks up at me, Ed Sheeran, and with a burst of energy from somewhere, just hops over the counter and pushes me hard to the floor, winding me. Because we are low on staff, Ed Sheeran runs through the small building uncontested and through the staff exit, which is open due to the summer temperature, and out of the building. Or so we thought. Mm. Oh. My manager asks if I'm all right and rushes to close the staff door, lest the maniac... Ed Sheeran came back in. <laughs> I think that should be how he's always referred. The maniac, Ed, Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. He died today. <laughs> in at number one, the maniac, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And he should cover the maniac. Maniac from Flashdance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a gag too far. The maniac, la la la. Stop singing. Never sing on this podcast again. Only I oh, may sing. I've got a beautiful voice. You, Yeah, no, you don't. You have a beautiful voice for talking, no. but singing is like someone forcing tins of three fried beans up my ass. Three fried beans, just the three. Shut up. My manager, Tom, says he couldn't see him when he checked, so we assume he'd run off out the back of the shop for another piss. Why are you hesitating there? Because I, I read it wrong. Off the back to a corner shop for another bottle of cheap piss. Ah, there we oh, go. I got it. Gotcha now. So they reckon he's run out to get some booze. Okay. We did not see him again that evening. So I get home earlier than usual, but not as early as I'd hoped, and went into work on Monday, two days after that shift. We'd received some new stock in that morning, and it was my turn to unload the stock into the cold room, which is basically just a giant room-sized fridge. Right? Makes sense. That's yeah. where you keep your pepper army. And your light cheese. Yeah, and your light cheese. I started loading the boxes into the cold room, and this included boxes of dough, ready to stretch, toppings and desserts. What I found in the, to the in the cold room, I still think about today. I've got a horrible feeling. Oh, dear. I know where this is going. Under a large pile of flattened boxes lay Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> The maniac, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Who had jumped the counter two nights before. He looked very pale. So my immediate <laughs> thought was that he was dead. <laughs> dead Sheeran. I, re- I reached to check his pulse and was relieved to find he had a heartbeat. So I called for Tom to call an ambulance. I presume Tom's the manager. Yeah, like, who you're knows? just dropping names in Bas- now. Bassie was just calling out for Tom out of Tom and Jerry. Just <laughs> Tom, Thomas? Tom, who are you shouting for? Oh, dear. Instead of doing that, he rushed in to find out what the commotion was. He then called 999. Ed Sheeran was completely unconscious, so I grabbed him by the arms and dragged him <laughs> into the kitchen where we did the dishes. What? That's not a... That, that's bad advice, yeah. people. You don't, Never move a body. No. No, it's least of all dragging him by the arms. Yeah, making him do the dishes. Oh, no, no that's where he did the dishes, not <laughs> there doing the dishes. Uh, and they found... Oh... 
They dragged him into the kitchen where we did the dishes and found that the palms of his hands were saturated with brown stains. Oh, what the fuck? And then the smell hit me. And I called for another member of staff, John, to keep an eye on him whilst I checked out the cold room. Yes. Uh, and he pulled him by his hands or... Under his arms. Oh, under his arms. Oh, even so. Yes, of course it was shit. It had to be shit. After all, it was my shift after all. Oh, I wasn't meant to be in work today. One of those. Get over it. Deal with Thanks it. Thanks to your day, you have now made content for a podcast. So you've contributed. Well done. <laughs> That's a little bit mean-spirited. No. To the I audience. Was being, oh, he just needs a bit of rational reality. And I'm saying, congratulations on your awful day. Give me something to laugh at. poor man Um, in the cold room the smell of shit wasn't really present but I searched the place from top to bottom with the knowledge that the man must have pooed somewhere if he'd been holed up in the room over the weekend his hands presumably eventually I came to a box of cookies (laughs) which were boxed with sheets of baking paper and housed individually rolled balls of cookie dough which were popped into the oven instead of four (laughs) Ed Sheeran had, of course, feasted on the raw cookie dough and replaced the ones he'd eaten with some of his own. He must have sat there, <sighs> shit into his hand, rolled the shit into similar sized balls because they all looked very precise <laughs> to me. I was horrified and ran to tell Tom, who didn't believe me until he checked for himself. I don't know where the guy pissed and I don't really want to know. I put in my notice that night and didn't need to do the rest of my two weeks' work that I was contracted to do. Oh, rebel wow isn't he yeah. just stand up for your love rights one thing is for certain I wasn't in a rush to order from that Domino's after that <laughs> thank you for making cheap show I've got me from, from really rough times keep up the good work you guys are the best do not mention my name thanks James um, we... <laughs> did he actually no, say he that no say that oh, uh, so there shame. you go the story of dirty Ed Sheeran and in, his poo cookies Domino's <laughs> Pizza shit. <laughs> hey, what else you got? Z- Pizza Z- expressed. Yeah, bit, bit cerebral uh, that one. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far to describe it as cerebral. Popper Johns. I've... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to come up with one for Zizzy. You got it right. Oh, the shitty shit, shizzy, shiz, shit, shit, well, I think you've ruined this segment now with that. <laughs> <laughs> shizzy. Yeah, you've ruined Isn't it. Isn't that sh- shizzle means shit, doesn't I it? I don't know. All Sh- I know. Shizzle to my nizzle. Uh, no, you're digging yourself deeper by now sounding uncool. We had a lovely story there about shitty <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Sh- shitty Ed. And then we had to go and pun it out. That's, that's the segment. That's it. Thank you. If you want to send more, then you can email us, thecheapshow at gmail.com. And if you don't, don't. We don't care. We, I, I don't care what you do with your life. Yeah. You want to get in touch, you can do it. Waste it by sending you, stuff you, into. Podcast and yeah, shit. Why don't you get in touch with? There's no such thing as fish. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what is those? I did that on purpose so I can sample that and use you it in my noise reduction. You did that on purpose. I did. I just forgot to do it three segments ago. Stop trying to justify your clumsiness. I am not clumsy. I am (laughs) fat-handed. Subtle difference, you rude prick. Get off. (laughs) (laughs) Muff-fingered. Right. It's time for one of my favourite segments. It's G-G-G-Gannon's G-G-G-Golden Games. How is that jingle better than any of mine? It's bedded in. In it's like when way? they released the Nintendo Wii and everyone thought, what a stupid fucking name. And then a year later, it was like, yeah, Nintendo Wii. 
I've just bedded in that I've jingle. I've been doing my jingles for years now yeah, on this show. Yeah, but they've not, been up, they've not been up to standard. I've all, I'm sorry this comes out now. I'm sorry. You needed to bring this up at the, the recent um, EGM. Yeah, well, I didn't. I'm doing it now, and I'm sorry, but the audience has to know your well, jingles are piss poor. Oh, well, fuck you. And I've got another one in. I've got someone else in to sing your songs for you. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the maniac Ed Sheeran. I kind of want to find who that guy was who sh- shat in the cookies and see if I can put my stars, stars in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ITV, if you're listening, yeah, it's yeah. got to be better than Naked Attraction. Who would you, that's Channel 5, Who would it? you get to present that? Paddy McGuinness. He'll do it. He'll Patty. Do f- Patty McGuinness. Patty McGuinness's sister. <laughs> Patty and Paddy. Oh, Paddy McGuinness will fucking do anything. He will. He literally will. He's in will. Top Gear now. What's the deal with his hair? Uh, I think I think it's stitched in. Yeah, there's something going on there, isn't there? There's something going on. It's not right. It's like maybe he dyes it. Well, he definitely dyes it, but there's some sort of skullcap type situation going on there. See, my question about uh, Paddy McGuinness is, what's the fucking point of him? I hate mm-hmm. him. You know he's in um, Madame Tussauds in Blackpool. What work in there? Or is he a, sta- <laughs> is he a statue? <laughs> Scrabbling around on the yeah. floor. Yeah, is he? St- well, not a, st- a statue, a waxworks. Oh, God, oh. they give anyone a waxwork. Well, up there, though, he's a sort of god, isn't he? Where's your waxwork? I want to see digi waxworks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a deformed, pasty, slightly translucent. We, we should get some made up. Yeah. There you go for the live show. By the same person who did the. <laughs> They should be moulded by the same woman who did the bust of Lionel Richie's head in the Hello video. <laughs> you ever wonder, though, with waxworks? It bothers me. You know, yeah. at Madame Tussauds, you can just go and touch them. Can you? Yeah, they're, they're been... all there because you can pose with them. Oh, okay. So yeah, there yeah. was like, I think it was Kylie Minogue's arse basically wore away because so many people have been touching it. That's depressing. It is a little bit depressing, but you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Also, don't put a black light over it. <laughs> <laughs> But you touch Can you imagine him. you put a black light over Madame Two Swords and the place is caked in spunk? Oh, yeah. Like Jackson Pollock oh. of semen. No, I don't all, want All to over the that. Queen's I've, face. I've touched... <laughs> <laughs> I once broke into Madame Two Swords. Do you know that? No? Yeah. The one in Baker Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long story short, but I'd uh, been to some games event yeah. at, at the Planetarium. Yeah. I was quite drunk. No. And we snuck out. I thought you were professional. Yeah. (laughs) I am professional drunk. Yeah, okay, Uh, good. And we snuck out and we uh, (laughs) we went through a door that we weren't meant to go through. Yeah. And we were in Madame Two Swords. Uh, And it was all lights out. It was all lights out. And it was genuinely like out of a film where we had to hide from a security guard with a torch. Oh, that is amazing. (laughs) And they were like doing the scanning. We didn't stay in there long, but long enough to hide from the security guard because we realised where we were. It's like a kind of drunken Metal Gear Solid, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) We should have actually posed as waxworks. Yeah. And they just flashlight past your face. Uh, We did That would have been a dream come true. Wow. Next time. Next time. Next time I break in. Anyway, we're talking about games and today we're doing something a bit different. Usually I buy a game and we play it and it's a bit of fun. The game I've bought today I wanted to really talk about for two reasons. One, there's a lot to talk about. And two, we could never play this in 20 minutes. It's super fucking complicated. Is it like Risk, one of those that goes on for months? Um, it's, I don't, it does say, I think, between 60 and 90 minute gameplay, this. That's, that's um, too long. My attention span wouldn't last that. No. But anyway, skip to the point. Today I found, or we're talking about, the game by MB Electronics. Dark Tower. The only thing I remember about this is the advert. 
I never, I don't remember the advert. I'll tell you what, I'm going to edit it in right now if I can find it. Last night I journeyed backwards in time to the medieval world of Dark Tower. In this amazing game, I had to find three keys, lay siege to the tower, and defeat the enemy within. Each move was a challenge. The computer kept track, giving me secret information, pictures, sounds, surprises. Then, ahead of my opponent, I made my move. The battle was joined, and I was victorious. Dark Tower from MB Electronics. And if I didn't find it, that was an awkward pause. That was an awkward pause. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't the music of the advert. I just remember the actual main monolith. Was it kind of one of those eighties esque adverts where it was all like Dark a, Tower, like a shot of the tower on its own and a light behind it? Yeah, it was one and, of those. Yeah, and it sort of panned up to the tower, and, and then a voice goes, "Why don't you have an adventure <laughs> with wizards and dragons?" No, no, it no? was more like bog standard voiceover man. Oh. Yeah, you need to go to the dark tower. Have game. you ever considered going to the dark tower? Sorry, I've. No, it's nice. Yeah, I liked it. You like that bit of AMSR. But the reason why I got this, it's two reasons really. Mm. One, I sort of thought, well, I've got to have it. But two, it's like, apparently this is like a unicorn, this game, uh, in that it's incredibly rare, not only to find, but also in working condition. Mm. And not only uh, did I find this, obviously, but it is in immaculate working condition. It's the box itself has barely got a scratch on it. No. I mean, it's a bit battered in the corners, like you'd expect well, over okay. for like now 30 you've turned, years. Now you've turned it round. It does look like someone sat on it. Yeah, but considering what, like, for instance, my board game boxes for that day, era, the old smashed and ripped yeah. corners. Yeah, no, it's, it's intact. So what was amazing about this is I went into, uh, it was, I believe it was Mind Charity Shop. Oh, yeah. Arrow. Went in. At the time, I was in back agony. Because my back was fucked last week, I and I also You're had to get about it online. Oh, shut up! That's why I do all me whinging, and then people Everyone go. Everyone does their why whinging. Why don't you like? Why don't people like talking to you online? I don't know. Because <laughs> you're a miserable, you a miserable, miserable cunt. fucker. Yeah. Um, I had a bad back. I was carrying shopping already, and there was no way I could carry this big. It's a huge fucking box, yeah, by the way, box. ladies and gentlemen. As you can see, if you go to the pictures mm. on our website, thecheapshow.co.uk. I believe that was a book by Sally Hollister. Huge <laughs> fucking box. <laughs> Uh, the dark growler. <laughs> oh, the brown growler. Oh, no, no more Sally stuff. <laughs> um, but I bought it because I knew that if I didn't get it now, I'd come back tomorrow and it'd be gone. Mm. So I looked at it thinking, it's going to be about 20 quid, this. Four fucking That's pounds. insane. Look at that. Four pound. And I don't even, think yeah. they knew what they had. Even looking at it, I well, you're talking 50 quid minimum for that. In some places, I'm sure. But I was going to get to this at the end, but may as well mention it now. £4 for this. It's quite rare. Very rare in working condition. On eBay, it's been going for anywhere between 250 and £300. Pounds. You're going to sell it? Here's the thing. It might be asking for that money. Whether anyone's going to spend £250, £300 on it is a different question altogether. Just because it's priced like that doesn't mean I'll get that for it. So a collector's going to have to have it. They're probably going to have to live in the UK because selling this internationally yep. would be very expensive. So I don't know. I don't know about selling it. Go on holiday if you if you could. I could, but where would I go for two hundred and fifty pound? Oh, you look on EasyJet. What you do? I want to go Disneyland Paris. Yeah, we all want to go there. No, I went there last year. Is it good. Yeah. I, last time I, I went there years ago when it first opened, I went when like they gave a fuck about the Jules Verne 
Oh yeah, look. they're not. But yeah, it's now the Space Mountain is is um, Star Wars. Star Wars theme, but it's very Fucking, good. That's horrible to me. Yeah, I know because you hate Star Wars. Because you- no, 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 it's not that. It's because the original Journey to the Moon is such a beautiful ride. Did you ever go on it when it first was built? Ah, uh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, when it had the cannon, it shot you out. It and still then- does all. That. It's still got all that. The yeah, only no, difference it have is the Melier stuff, though, well, and, the, and the steampunk. All they've done is stick some projections of Tie Fighters and stuff on there, which is fine, but it lacks that world building that existed in what's it called it's not um, discovery land it's not called future land is it no i think it is discovery it's not discovery island something, something like, like that, that. Yeah, yeah discovery box or something <laughs> another one of sally's books <laughs> uh what are we talking about anyway yeah, so, this. so i wanted to talk about the game today and have a look at it and just see how it all works but I thought, you know what, well, let's go on Wikipedia. Oh, why don't we? I have to do a little bit more background reading on it. So, Dark Tower game. Wikipedia says this. 1981 it came out. Mm-hmm. So what would have been out at the same time? Because What games of that era? Because I've got a book over there somewhere called like, The History of Board Games. And it tells you about how games like this started coming about because they were competing with Atari systems yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Well, I suppose that's kind of the era of Simon and Merlin and all those other yeah. electronic-y things. Sort of straddle board yeah. game and toy, toy, yeah. So and this would have come out, yeah, before this was before the NES period, before the whole yeah, yeah, generation. yeah. So it turns out, yeah, computer games. Then you know that's and also eighty one. That's pre ZX Spectrum. And also worth remembering at this time, Dungeons and Dragons was fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was the era then when that came out. Was that late seventies D and D? Late seventies. I think it was first created sometime in the uh, late sixties, and then it developed and grew. G- and then- Gary Gygax or something, wasn't it? His name? Oh. E. Gary Gygax. That, that could a be a bunch of syllables to me. Well, it was. And I mean, it was also a man's name. Oh, <laughs> it could be two things. <laughs> Prick. Right. So, um, and also eighty-one. Height of the Satanic Panic in America. Really? Yeah. Is, is I, that on Wikipedia? No, that, this is my addendum, addendum <laughs> <laughs> to the story. Because again, okay, so I've got two books which are pertinent now. Oh. I get them. Hang on. Oh, he's gone off. I've talk, we've, we've talked about this show <sighs> you and me on the show book on the show before. Oh, now he's fanning around behind the telly. It's all right. He's it's got his tumble. He's tumble, isn't it? Now he's putting his ear pods back in in the house of harrow where we are today recording again just give away where we live harrow's a big place Mm. i'm not i'm not giving them a postcode perverts out there who want to come and stick things through the letterbox in that case my postcode is (laughs) so first of all this book it's all a game it's a really good book about oh tristan donovan yeah i don't know do you no, know? No, I've got a clue. Uh, we talked about this book before, but basically, it's a history of of, of board games mm. of different types. So chess, obviously, Monopoly. But then there's a whole chapter about this guy, which is fascinating. Oh, what's this fucking name? It's like Glass or something. His name is. But basically, he was a guy who found out how to do plastic molding and turned it into toys. So you know, chattering teeth and whoopee cushions yeah. and all this. This guy invented Ooh. all that stuff, and then he led to creating things like Mousetrap. Uh. So board games that were toys as well that had some kind of toy movement. And so they were always fighting over the next, you know, revolution. So while he stuck with toys, the companies decided to invest in things like this. Right. You know, like elaborate. Putting electronics in bits yeah. of plastic, basically. Yeah. So that leads me to this, Satanic Panic, a book that I bought uh, recently about uh, pop culture paranoia in the early 80s. And it's a bunch of essays about how pop culture expressed like devil worship or Dungeons and Dragons. They talk about that. So this was part of the whole... At, you know, far right Christian uh, fear yes. thing. Yes. 
So is it? Are you one of these people who just buys books and then just drops that information into conversation, kind yeah. of like you've always known it? Yeah, but that's what that's what isn't that what information is? You learn <laughs> well, it from somewhere and you impart it somewhere well, else. Yeah, but you know, it's like yeah, you know, your your information only goes as far as your current book. You can fuck off out this show. <laughs> Years I've put up with her. Yeah, years. Years like a marriage. I'm just trying to show that I read. It's <laughs> yeah, all. Whoopie-doo. Yeah, you I can do. read a book. I read books about pop culture and, and more pop culture. Yeah, and well. you've got books about granny flaps and Uranus. <laughs> and Uranus. Don't you come to yeah. my house and uh, give it all that. At least I can't drop any of that into polite conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> So you're old, right? So- oh fuck off! <laughs> Do you remember this on the first? On the did you want this when you were a kid? No, I don't remember. I actually it. didn't. I wasn't. I got into D and D when I was like fourteen, so eighty one. I would have been ten. Okay, so a bit um, before your so time. In terms it was of- yeah, well yeah, but I remember the adverts. I thought, oh, that looks cool. But I wasn't oddly wasn't that that fussed by it. It looked a bit complicated. Well, that's the thing. To me, it is complicated. Let's uh. Let's just go through it. So, 81 board game, Milton Bradley made it, one to four players. Object of the game is to amass an army, collect the three keys to a tower, and defeat the evil within. It came out during the height of the role-playing craze in the 1980s, and the advert featured the voice of Orson Welles. Oh, it was Orson Welles. There you go. Voiceover man, Orson Welles. (laughs) Yeah, famous voiceover man (laughs) and advocate of peas. Orson well, Welles. He was a famous voice man. He was because he he became drunk and angry and he would do voiceovers for adverts and well, stuff. Uh, War of the Worlds. That was all voice. Yeah, that was his theatre group though, wasn't it? Well, I don't care what it was. Yeah, but he then... And then his last role, famously, was... Uh, backing singer in Cher's band. Now, you've got to know this. What was Orson Welles' last role? Uh, was it... Uh, it was the Cliff Richard musical thing. The Cliff Richard musical thing. What's that? Wasn't it Awesome Worlds in um, oh, what, was that- Summer Holiday with Awesome <laughs> Worlds? Cliff Richard was in a musical called Time. Yes, he was. And I'm pretty sure Awesome Worlds, I'm looking what, this did up. did a voice over? Yeah, it did kind of appeared on a, a screen at the back of the... In a War of the World the, style way. Yeah, I'm looking okay. this up. Awesome Worlds. I'll tell you then, um, the last role he played, as far as I might be corrected, I might be wrong, was the voice of uh, that planet in Transformers. What's it called? Unicron? Uh, the, the, the look, I don't like Transformers. Do you know why I don't? Yeah, I don't. And I know that's a bold thing to say. I mean, to, it's, it's bold to have an opinion like that on Transformers, but go on. They replaced, for me, Star Wars in shops. You know, and I was seeing uh, my voice broke then. Did you hear enough. that? Yeah. It actually cracked. Yeah. <laughs> All the bloody Star Wars figures disappeared and were replaced by these fucking robots that could turn into cars. Yeah. It is sad. I always felt a bit like that with Ghostbusters because I, in my head, Ghostbusters' popularity was overtaken by Turtles. Yeah. And to be fair, Turtles my garden. better, longer-lasting legacy. So, yeah. Don't get me wrong, Ghostbusters is my thing, but I can see why Turtles was probably far more successful. Yeah, I remember going to America the year before they kind of became big over here when they yeah. were hero Turtles and they were just like everywhere. And I was like, this is you wait, kids. Yeah, like, you yeah. wait, daddy-o. Sorry, I'm distracted because I'm looking up Cliff Richard and whether Orson Welles was in his thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were looking up whether Orson Welles was in Cliff Richard's thing. Uh, Cliff Richard. I don't know. It was like, he was like, uh, maybe not. Like, oh, no. 
I got it wrong. It was the other one, Laurence Olivier. Oh, who's the voice of the narrator in uh, War of the Worlds? Richard Burton. Richard Burton, yeah. Oh, gone for and, Burton. Now, who is it now at the moment? Is it Liam uh, Neeson? Liam Neeson, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not for long. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so the components, the game consisted of a battery-powered centre, the unit, the Dark Tower. A circular board game divided into four interlocking quarters, four cardboard tokens, plastic bits, blah, 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 blah. And it had uh, a number of troops, gold and food. The tower itself contained a small membrane keyboard beneath a display, a piece of tinted plastic. Behind the display cover is a carousel containing a number of film cells, which, when backlit by one of the three mounted underneath lights, display the appropriate picture on display. The display cover also concealed a digital LED display for representing numbers up to 99. Jesus. And the tower rotates, illuminating the appropriate cells during gameplay. It also emits sounds for the events represented by each cell. See, that has given me anxiety. Let's, it's let, so complicated. Let's whip it out. I'm going to put it on, not here, because that's noisy. Yeah, I'll get told off if I do that. I, you've sat me away I from t- anything. I have to tell myself off. It's hard because you want to rest your hands. We're a pair of fidgeters, aren't we? Yeah. So, board. oh, here's the board. Oh, now that I like. I like that a lot. It's nice, isn't it? There will be pictures, as I say, on the website. You can check it out there. Circular board. And I believe, yeah, uh, each, you get a quarter each, and that's your land. Right, okay. But the idea is you've got to move to each other's lands to get your keys. And take that you it need. over. Yeah. These are the little scorecard things oh, okay. that you get. Yes, you can have a look at those. Reminds you of uh, Mastermind. You remember the That's Mastermind game? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a weird little... Apparently in the first generation, it was just these plastic cards, but then they put it on the tray. Oh, the thing. The tray's nicer, isn't it? tray's nicer. And also it has a little divot there, so you can put your keys and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. Way. I like that a lot. It's nice. It's almost like having a kind of... Um, I guess you'd call it a hood these days on a game screen. A hood? H-U-D. Oh, Heads I, up I display. Say, yes. So, uh, did I just say a thing? Hood. Yeah. Hood. I, I'd, I'd say hard, but yeah. you know, Roy Hood. Roy, you H- get a Roy, Roy Hood. Hood on your screen, <laughs> doing Bo- two black eyes song. Boys in the Hud. No. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a mashup. I want to see. No, that's a U tree t- newspaper. <laughs> uh, again, when I bought this, it, it came in. A- oh, did it come with those batteries? No, I bought those batteries because oh. there was two in them and one of them had slightly corroded and I was like, ah, oh, it's oh. fucked. Long story short, gave it a scrape, cleaned it out, bought new batteries and yes, it works fine. Nice. So I'm not going to get all of these out, but there's a little, uh, like, that's a bizarre little street area that you put on your map and the idea oh, like is that. you plug these little bits into okay. your quarter of the... So you get to build a sort of civilization yeah you build a little civilization on your quarter and it's the same on every quarter so everyone has right. the same building so there's like a store uh, a bazaar there's a place where you can you know train your army all these kind of things but there's the, the each of the areas looks different on the board what are you talking about what i'm saying is these little plastic bits yeah in each quarter because you get four the same color oh each, i see right okay i'll put in the same or- orientation on your quarter of the board right so you have to set that up beforehand. Yeah, pretty much. So you don't kind of buy them like in Monopoly, where you. No, the buildings are already there, and you right. go to them. Because as you can see, this you see these squares here. Yeah, they're your movements, so they're not squares; they're more like geographical areas you move right. to. Right, and then that means you go to your little battalion. What's you that can, one or, there? I don't know. I mean, I think that is like where you train your troops. Yeah, that looks like a kind of forty type thing. Yeah. And you get these little figures, which are all nicely made. These little they kind are. of play they're, figures. They are. They're like, um, what was that? What was it? Games Workshop 
type figure. Yeah, it's got that. I guarantee a proper nerd might do that. Yeah, I can. This is a very, very nerdy game, isn't it? Oh, is that a dragon? It's a big dragon. Well, look at him with his wings. He's sticking his tongue out. Yeah. Ready to lap at something. Hopefully not a book written by. (laughs) (laughs) Ready to lap at a grey growler. Anyway, there's the board, blah, blah, blah. You get your things, get your pieces. You set it all up as you would. Yeah. And then the tower. Here it comes, the titular tower. Now it's in one of those foamy things. Sliding it out. He's sliding it out, ladies and gentlemen. It's slowly coming out of my hand. Oh, it's a bit thick. Oh, he scraped it against the sides. And here. Oh, that's very Sauron's tower. Let's have a little look at that. Isn't it pretty? I mean, it's in very good condition. So, what you got on that bizarre haggle tomb, ruined dark tower? Yeah. It's an incredible nick. Look at that. Can I turn it on? Uh, no, there's no batteries in it. I'm about to stick those in now. <sighs> so, um, lovely thing. Very good condition. And apparently you can pull this out and you can change the light bulbs, but the light bulbs are really hard to get hold of now. They're like, they're like the old little. torch. They're like those old torch so, batteries you used to get in the 80s. It's pre-LED then, presumably. Uh, eight. Kodak batteries. Where do you get Kodak batteries from? Poundland. Oh, I didn't know Kodak made Two batteries. for a quid. They probably last five seconds. Well, right, well. Dark Tower has a little nibblet on the bottom. That's so you can spin it. Well, that's because it needs to sit on there like that. that so it sits on a little groove, so it rotates. The tower rotates throughout so the game. It's like a lazy Susan for nerds. Yes, it's a nerd lazy Susan. <laughs> it's not troubling at all. So let's switch it on, shall we? See how it works. I'll tell you what, hang on. We got to the point in the podcast where we're about to turn the tower on. Right, that's where we're starting. So let's try it. It will do, at first, a test. So what should happen is it should make a sound that should light up and then it will show. Right. But it should also rotate. By itself? Yeah. What? Consider my mind blown. Here we go. Let's. It's on. I did not expect that. It's doing a flashy thing there. Let's see if I can just get that shown. The light is flashing red. Which means it's good. It's working. It's testing. Now it says you should just leave it for a bit and then press any button and it will do a test. Leave so it for a bit. Uh, that's what it, it says as it's warming up the book says this it's oh. got a warm up this is wow this well, is old technology isn't it here we go I'm just going to press any button oh farting oh. the fart oh. tower oh it's counting it's counting lights they could have put little figures in those windows they could have well they did that's the point are there are there figures in those windows there is a cell there are film cells with uh, little paintings on I see and I can't those... see it from this angle that you've maybe sit at to see though that's the problem it's like until you get the game going it's hard to do anything because there's a film cell in there that rotates uh, as the tower rotates. oh i see so it's just like the outside of the tower that rotates around a thing why well, i want to see it rotate because that's how you pick a level how you want to start right. playing at, and it sets the difficulty of your engagements uh, with the tower the tower is like a dungeon master i guess in the game so you go i'm going to go to there and i'm going to battle those things and the tower goes here's how that turns out right it does all the calculations for you yeah so then there's buttons on there that allows you to retreat fight buy sell cool it's uh hang on let me just have a quick look at this hang on here we go get up close close and there are buttons there on the bottom but why is it not rotating i only want to see rotation well that was my concern when i <laughs> tested it, it it made the rotating sound but didn't rotate oh no i don't care about it beyond that 
I just want to see it spinning around no, like I a... don't. I don't know if that's because I didn't put it on properly. Are you absolutely sure it's meant to rotate by itself? No, but there's a motor inside that has it rotating, so why wouldn't it? it well... Why wouldn't it, Smarty Pants? Why have a motor that makes a rotating maybe sound? Maybe it's not a rotor. Maybe it's a, a sound to indicate that it is time to rotate the shower. The shower? The tower! I thought you said shower. The dark shower. The we've, dark. All had, we've all had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that moment where we want, we find that patch of hair we've never seen before. <laughs> and start sobbing. Because some people can see it. It's hard doing the video, I've realised, and talking uh, in the yeah, podcast. Well, don't then. All one right, or well, the other. Well. So, I don't know. All right. Well, that's... Um, I'm, th- I'm really disappointed. I really wanted to see that revolve. But I, I don't know, honestly, if it's meant to revolve or not. I might be wrong. It might be that... That seems very high-tech for 1980. I actually saw it said 1982 on the box, not 81, as you previously stated. Uh, the inside's rotating. Is it? Yeah, it's the inside that uh, rotated Did you then. see it rotate? Yeah. Oh. So, if you look, it's not the outside that... You you watch. So the person. So I guess yeah, you move it to your segment, and then you start your part of yeah. the game. Oh, okay. So then you go. Uh, you watch. Player one. And then I don't know. Uh, uh, so okay, so it's done that, you, and now you, you have a look. I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go to meet battle. Battle Modroth, the so dark wizard. Tomb. Let's go to the tomb. <laughs> oh, it's farted. Is that going to be a door opening? Yeah. There you go. See, look, oh, look, look. See, on. look. It's look, right. it's, there you oh, go. Yeah, see? It's got a little picture. I missed it. There you go. Oh. Okay. So what That's I-, I like that a lot. Oh. That's almost as good as the entire thing rotating. So I think what's flashing now is the decisions that have happened right after going to the tomb. It's now saying... There you go. Look, it's rotating again. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't get to read it for very long, do you? No, but I think the problem is there is that it's it, that's why it flashed a few different times, right? And that's where you bring in. Sorry about the noise and that fucking thing. That's when you bring in this, right? Mastermind. Yeah, and like that will say you just lost five warriors, so you had ten, and you go, oh, I'm back down to five okay. now, or you go, oh, I had gold, but I spent at the bazaar, so I now only have one gold. And so that- well. There's lots about it that I like. There's also a lot about it that I don't like, which, which is, is the, how complicated it is. The whole numbers game of tracking yeah, gold it's numbers. and keys. I mean, I, I don't know how I ever played Dungeons & Dragons, mainly because the Dungeon Master would just do it all. And Oh, yeah? Yeah, he would, behind his little screen. Well, here's what's good as well. The instruction booklet that came with it. Oh, Let's have a look at that. That's Dark Tower. You can have a read. Go have a look. Oh, thank you very much. I'm flipping through the page. The game in brief. God, there's a thick old book it's a thick it's a daunting oh, thick old book oh god you see i'll be so disappointed if i got this for christmas and then was expected to have to bloody read this <laughs> i would never have played it you know what would have happened i'd have used that tower and had my star wars toys yeah or have it. e-man have a battle on it or something and i didn't have e-man i didn't have e-man it was after my time uh my brother That's, had a yeah. few e-man but we talk about them less than we should. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's 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 a nice thick book, but it is daunting because it's like there's how you travel around the board. That's your that's your Gryffindor and Hufflepuff oh, and yeah, all the other got things. Four, uh, four houses, game moves. They can be that, or they can. You know, there's a there's a fucking lot to to take in. It's, it's too much. There's a lot to take in on this. Particularly thing. when you see on the box it says ages ten and up. There is no ten year old that would be able to do this unless they oh. were. 
a 10-year-old Spock. Yeah, and a horrible, precocious child. Yeah. Father, <laughs> my dog tower is not working. Why is it not rotating, father? Come here, I'll fucking rotate it. <laughs> right. But this book is, I've said it before, it's daunting. It's like it's so too many much. pages. I'm not even, yeah, the, the words are just swimming in my vision. Because I imagine Dungeons and Dragons is a little bit like this as well, because you have to keep score of your magic points and your battles and your hits and kind the dice of. rolls. When I uh, used to play it with my mates, we just told stories. That's how we did it. Okay. You know, there was like the community of, episode. Yeah, yeah. That was, you know, we didn't worry so much about whether, you know, you rolled a, uh, double, a double seven or, or something. Whatever you had to do. We just, you know, went on adventures. That's fair enough. I like that. That's more freedom of imagination, isn't it? Exactly. That's how we You didn't worship Satan like that book said. Everyone thought, did you, sir? Did you? We used to um, get bored doing the role-playing and used to, when our friend's mum went out, we used to turn all the lights off and <laughs> play hide and seek. Oh, yeah. And I once glued a loofah to his bath during a game of hide and seek and he went ballistic. Yeah, no shit. What was the concept behind that? What, doing that? So he couldn't ever clean his shit from the bottom of a toilet? <laughs> well, I don't know. I found, I was hiding in the bathroom. Yeah. And I found um, some of this, it was like sort of thick brown industrial glue. Yeah. And I glued it to the bottom. I stuck it. Or was it, it like Ed Sheeran's? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I came out the bathroom and he said, what's all that over your hands? <laughs> what's that brown sticky yeah. stuff? Anyway, I stuck the loofah to the bottom of the bath and he wasn't happy because they couldn't get it off. Rarity. Working copies of Dark Tower are increasingly difficult to find and thus highly sought after by collectors. This is primarily down to two things. One, wear and tear on the tower unit, which tends to experience technical faults with the light bulb and the carousel after prolonged use. Amazing. You've so what got just four quid. Yeah, and what suggests this to me is uh, whoever bought this played it once and never played it again. Yeah, it was a 10-year-old boy who got that for Christmas and went, oh, what? And then two years later, got a Super Nintendo or whatever it was. Not then. No, I don't know time. (laughs) And two, (laughs) the starring, uh, what was his name? Cliff Richard and the other one. Yeah. Wasn't it chess? Was Cliff Richard in chess? No, that was Barbara Dixon. Bob Addiction was in Cliff Richard. Bob Addiction. Bob Addiction. There's <laughs> <laughs> the irony there, isn't it? Um, uh, and two, the fact that the game went out of print shortly after release due to a lawsuit brought against Milton Bradley for intellectual property theft. Wow, naughty Milton Bradley. Here's the story Bradley. of that. So Dark Tower was the subject of trade secret litigation in 1985. Two independent game developers called Robert Burton and Alan Coleman submitted a game, not this, to Milton Bradley titled Triumph, which involved the electronic tower as the centrepiece. Ah, Milton Bradley said no. They rejected the game, but proceeded to release Dark Tower sometime later. <laughs> so the investors sued for misappropriation of trade secrets and won a jury verdict of over $700,000. Jesus Christ. Now, the judge, the trial judge, however, vacated the jury's judgment. I don't know what that means, what but that I presume mean? it means he threw it out. They, like, they went, for the, the judgment, nah, and the nah, you're judgment, a bunch of nah. idiots. Despite finding that Milton Bradley had likely plagiarized the plaintiff's idea without so much as a "by your leave" quotation marks, <laughs> the judge proceeded to issue a directed verdict for the defendant because Burton and Coleman had signed a contract waiving any contractual relationship, which arguably included any duty of confidentiality. Mm. So what they're saying is that when they signed this thing they necessarily didn't protect their idea right. of doing so. And allowed MB yeah. to rip it off. The First Circuit Court of Appeals, which doesn't sound like a real thing, it sounds like a magic place <laughs> in Nintendo land, 
um, reversed that decision, finding evidence that Milton Bradley entered an implied agreement to keep the game confidential and reinstated the damage award to the two so, guys. Okay, so did they get the money or not? They got the money. Right. 700,000, that was a lot in those days. Yeah. I, that, you'd be talking more like $2 million now, wouldn't you, I'd imagine? I mean, if not more, I, I, I don't know. know. Money and well, time. Well, 1982. And diction. No, Barb Addiction. Legacy. Several web-based versions of the game have been developed over the years, and I downloaded this just today. Oh, you did? There's a thing called Droid Tower for, you get for Android, right. and it's this. It is literally Dark Does Tower. It look, has it got all the same sounds, though? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's got the same map on there. Same it's not game the same, plan. though, is it? Because you want the whole point of this is the tactile element of it, yeah. surely. Uh, yeah, the toys, the figures, the actual yeah, tower, the, the mechanical rotation. rotation and yeah. But uh, apparently, to end on, the creators or two people are working on a sequel called Return to Dark Tower by Restoration Games. He announced it last year. And the uh, some guys I don't know are involved in designing the game. Robert Davio and Isaac Chadres. I bet you what they do is in lieu of that magical window, you put your smartphone in it. Oh, yeah, they will. That's because totally that'll keep things do. cheap, won't it? It'll keep yeah. costs cheap. You can print out a plastic tower, slide your phone, phone in, in, job yeah. done. I hate that because they're doing it with Skelextric and everything nowadays. You do, you can view your... master. Viewmaster. It's yeah. always smartphones. Smartphones taking over toys. They have, and I, I mean, don't I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it up them. <laughs> I tell you what's interesting though as well, is that because of board game resurgence now, yeah. uh, tabletops and stuff like that, this could easily come back. And oh yeah. Be, be successful. I don't know what to do with it. I've had a friend called Paul Flannery, who does Nightmare Live. Mm. He's the guy who plays oh, the main guy yes. in that. Uh, said he wants to play it with a bunch of his uh, D&D friends. So oh. I reckon I might take it down to them, play it, film it, and then maybe sell it then. I think sell it. You go on holiday for 300, 350 quid. If someone a pays for it, quid. Yeah, I'll go Amsterdam. It's, 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 well, I bet you would. I would, because that's the best place in the world. Yeah, because of the marijuana, but also because of the museums and the art. The and The prostitutes. No, well, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> anymore. No. I got, I got mugged in Amsterdam. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, that's sad. But, well, it's not sad because I had a really strange reaction to it where I stood up to them. Oh, yeah? Um, and then I genuinely did. They had a knife to my stomach and I told them they weren't getting any money. My mate um, handed over all the money that he bought with them for the weekend. Uh, and after we got mugged, we ran down the street and then my legs just gave out because oh, yeah. I realised... What the fuck was I doing then? They had knives. Yeah. Were you just stalling so your mate paid first? Was that what it is? (laughs) No, I I just, it was, it was, they did one of these things where they bump into you and uh, claim that you spilt their drugs. Oh. Uh, Yeah, they're holding out a little bit of paper. You spilt my drugs. Give me money. Give me money. They said it to my mate. But they, for some reason, you know, I was quite a bit taller than my mate, but they put the smallest guy onto me who um, had his knife out. And he just didn't know what to do because obviously they'd tried this before and people just give them money. I think I, <laughs> he was like, just give me some money. And he, he must have been beforehand going, I always do nothing when we do the muggings. Can, <laughs> can I have a knife to hold? Oh, yeah, you, you can stick the knife in the big guy. Yay! Uh, but yeah, it was weird. It sounds like I'm sort of boasting that I was really brave, but I wasn't because no. I absolutely shit myself afterwards. I, I don't know if I've spoken about this on the show before, but there was a story where when I was living in Shepherd's Bush, we had one of those you know basement flats. Yeah. We had one of those. And it was a lovely sunny day, like today. And the window was open, but the blind was down. Mm. And I was just, you know, I was thinking I was like writing or doing something at the time. Either way, I'm sitting there and there's a knock at the door, right? And I go, oh, I'll ignore it. I'll just ignore it. <laughs> Big knock at the door. And then I see the shadow of the guy because the window is kind of like the window you've got here. In fact, it's very similar, but the front door was by that window and that window would have been open. Knocks on the door. I go quiet. I don't want him to know anyone's in, even though the fucking window's open. Then he knocks one more time. 
and then he stands there for five minutes. And I was gonna, I, I wanted to say something, but I was like, what is he fucking doing? Like, is he writing a note? Is he gonna do something? Walks over to there, and then he puts his foot no through the window. No way. So I grabbed the nearest thing I could find, and I ran to the window <laughs> and jabbed it into his like his side as he was coming in through the window. And I, in my best Scouse accent, I went, "You fucking coming here, mate? And I'll fucking cut you." <laughs> Leg shot out. He runs off up the street. And I look down at my hand and I'm holding a spoon. <laughs> a sharpened spoon. But just like you, afterwards, I was like, what the fuck what did yeah. I do? Because it was not good. I, mean, yeah, I got so drunk that lot night. We didn't leave the hotel for, for 48 hours. No. Um, until this kindly Scottish couple took pity on us. Oh, that's nice though. <laughs> say, would you like to come out with us? Well, it was in a Scottish accent, obviously. Oh, no. would you like to come out now? Come on out with Ooh, us. Okay, the new. We'll fight off the muggers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's, that, that's, that's, I guess that's Dark Tower in yeah. a nutshell. It's an amazing find. Maybe the best find we've ever had on Cheap Show. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I, I think definitely. Way better than that it, other one. <laughs> the other one we did the, the last week yeah that was a great find that one you found yeah I found that one uh, 14 pound black red nobbler <laughs> brown growler <laughs> so yeah and if you'd like to uh, see the rather uh, boring video that accompanies this segment of the show you can yeah. go to if it just become a patron five dollars or more gives you access to some of the random things we film with bad camera angles me touching the mic and uh, me banging the table professional <laughs> the end of that segment is it i guess i don't know I, 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 yeah i guess do you want to say something rude that i can laugh at or should i just oh do you want me to say something rude we need I mean, me, we need something to the dark towering dark i think we did that with the dark growler and stuff yeah it's we, like, we're not gonna top brown growler <laughs> amen and that's cheap show for another week uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to, if you want to support the show via Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash cheap show. As little as a dollar gives you access to some wonderful stuff, why, extra podcasts. Why, why do you do it with dollars? It's because Patreon forces you to say dollar because there's no euro. I, no, I, I, 70p. But I'm trying to encourage more international no, you want, you want the Americans. Yeah. You hate our British viewers. I want the dollar. I the, want your dollar. The big wedge. So if you want to give us some of the big dollar, you can go to Patreon. And we give magazines out and extra podcasts and video clips and all these kind of things that me and Biffo do in and out every week on Cheap Show. It's very exciting. Mm, I mm. love being on this show every week. <laughs> <laughs> well you don't think they've rumbled it every week it's us it's right. just us you can follow us on twitter at the cheap show pod i'm at paul gannon show you are uh oh fuck what sorry i've drifted out there every you ask week me? what your twitter account twitter i missed at mr biffo there's also videos every week on the Digitizer 2000 YouTube channel, I believe. Yeah, with, with Paul and I. And, and some other familiar faces. Who you might know. Yeah. Or not. It doesn't no, matter. I mean, they're not, not personally. Yeah, they're not, the, they're not the best ones anyway. Yeah, you might know we're the best ones. <laughs> Everyone likes us best. Uh, everyone likes us best. We get all the fan mail and we get all the nudes. Uh, yeah, the uh, big right. sacks. So, yeah. Cheap show. Uh, if you want to email us anything, uh, uh, shop floor fable, uh, anything you like, anything, any stories you have, get in touch with us. The Cheap Show at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Reddit, we're on Tumblr, we're on Instagram. You can now get us on Spotify. 
Spotify, SoundCloud, all those things. Rate and review us on iTunes. That would be lovely because apparently that matters. It helps with charting rather than popularity. iTunes is a fucking shit show. This goes on a bit, doesn't it, this ending? I hate these endings because I want to get the information out, but it goes on forever. And there's no way to make it funny. You could put some funny music under it. Bom, 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 I could have done that bom, for you, bom, bom, but you banned me All right, well, you singing. do some funny music now, then. All right. Oh, we're on Cheap Show. Uh, Cheapshow at gmail.com. I'm at Paul Gannon Show. He's at Mr. Biffo. We're on Reddit, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and any good it's too loud now. It's too loud now. I was doing you drum, made it hard house. Drum bass. No, break. there's no drum bass. Drum bass. There's no hitty hard house. <laughs> there's no hippity hop. Oh, yeah. And the awards are coming soon. We're in the process of making those. Thank you for all your votes of our best moments. Biffo's favourite moments on the show. Mm. My favourite. What do you think the best episode is? Maybe it was episode 42 where uh, me and Biffo talked about the meaning of life. Maybe it was episode 100 where me and Biffo did a live show on the moon. <laughs> with, with no trousers on. <laughs> no trousers on. And no one could see it. Because that was the moon special. Do you yeah, get it? Do you, get it? It? Do you we, see? Uh, we had our gaping arsehole on view. <laughs> the brown side of the moon. Sorry. But that's also, why are you listening? Come here. We're doing Digi Live. Tell us about it. Well, it's going to be a, a two-hour live spectacular with me and Paul. Yeah. Doing stupid stuff. If you don't like video games, that's fine. That's we're, fine. We're not really we going to talk. Like yeah, we, we don't, don't like they're them. They're boring. So we're just going to ask around on stage for two hours. Yeah. But it's in a big venue. It's not, you know, one of your yeah. like your cheap show live where it's on a little podium. No, we've well, got a genuine stage. Yeah. Well, we have to keep everything cheap for us. Don't well, we? That's yeah. the point. We go big on Digi. Yeah, we go big Digi. Big go, Digi. We're going to have big on stage stunts and funny skits and a funny songs. Nudity. There's full on nudity. Full on nudity. Do you want to see Larry Bundy's cock? Then send me an email and I'll sort your soup pictures out. He don't know it, but I've got them. <laughs> no, it's gone too far. We're talking oh, about he's not even here. We're talking about Larry's cock. <laughs> Larry, uh, we love your cock. We're big fans of it. That's it. That's so, it. Well, yes. How can you get tickets? Oh, tickets. Go to um, digitizer2000.com. It's taking place in yeah. London. Click on the bit that says store. There's only one thing to buy on there, and that's right. tickets. That's great. That's nice and simple then. It'll be awesome. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's going to be a fun show. 20th of July. 20th of July Harrow. in Harrow Art Centre. Reasonably easy to get yeah. to. Don't look on their website because I told them not to put it on there. Right. Why? Well, because I wanted to control it all. You well, want to control nearly, the restriction know, of access of people's awareness of the show who might come, matter. who aren't aware. What do you mean? It does matter. You want a full house. Well, I thought they might charge me if I if I put it on their website. No, they won't. Why would they? It behooves them to sell out. Behooves You're you. You're shit at everything. Yeah, I know. That isn't coming up I with wacky blamon-shaped comedy. That's what I do. That's my that's my area of expertise. You're useless. Anyway, come and see some wacky blamon-shaped comedy <laughs> on the 20th of July at the Harrow Arts Centre. Uh, go and buy tickets and you'll get to oh and the other thing is of course you'll get to hang out with us in the bar afterwards because we'll we'll mingle <laughs> that's open till late I'm not mingling yeah I know because you're a miserable cunt yeah and I hate people I'm surprised I'm doing this fucking show with you <laughs> right that's been Cheap Joe for another week join us next week for more Biffo and Gannon Larks we hope you enjoy it and if you don't enjoy it still yes bye 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 goodbye Well, that wasn't very good. <laughs>